Hello, everybody. Welcome to the current events stream. Today is the 1st of October. Uh, so I guess I'll be the first to say happy Halloween. Um, so my work schedule was a little bit crazy, and Trish has had a lot of stuff going on uh, this week. That's why we were not able to get our... Um, our uh, usual current event stream on Tuesday. Um, so I decided that the best I could do was to try to make it up today. Um, we may have some guests tonight, but this is kind of last minute, so I'm not trying to make any promises. That's better. Um, I hope everybody's had a good week. trying to get a few more shares in. Also, if any of you want to share it on your personal page or to any groups that you're in that I'm not in, uh, by all means, feel free to do that. Um, yeah, I'd also like to announce, I guess, that... Uh, Next week, we'll be, we will be having Mako from the Alahi Spirit Runners on. Uh, it's looking like that's more more than likely going to be on Tuesday with our usual current event stream. So uh, that's pretty exciting. Uh, we'll be talking about the wolves uh, and their interaction with mankind. Um, on the list of things to talk about tonight, though, I've got uh, Chancellor Hillary, Alex Jones losing two major court cases, uh, the Women's March that's tomorrow, um, the Cuban vaccine, we're going to be talking about statistics, exports, um, etc. We're going to talk a little bit about, about Z, we're going to talk about China and sees uh, crackdown on corruption uh, as well as crackdown on capital which of course goes hand in hand uh, we'll be talking about Myanmar um, obviously the, the military junta is still in power uh, there have been massive protests and strikes in retaliation to that and uh, we're, we're going to be talking about that and, and the economic collapse that's likely to follow it. Am I vegan? Uh, no, Dexter. No, I'm not. Um, I do eat less meat than I used to, but no. Are you a troll? Is that why you're asking? I tend to think it's probably because you're a troll. I mean, does it show his picture? Uh, barely. But, I mean, look at that profile picture. Come on, yeah, he's trolling. Alright. Um, I guess that I have shared to enough groups. I will get this underway.
again, Dexter, I don't know if you're trying to troll, um, but I mean, essentially, you're you're trying to preach eco-fascism, maybe. I understand that the meat industry has a considerable impact on the climate, and that's why I've made the decision to eat less meat, but it's coming from a very privileged and naive place if you're trying to say that you have to be vegan to be an anti-fascist. That's, that's simply not how it works. Now, I'm not going to entertain this any further because there's a purpose of this stream and arguing the trolls is not that purpose. Um, let's see other things we're going to be talking about today. Um, the Romanov wedding. I guess that's a good place to start. Uh, the Romanov family is uh, having the first wedding since the Russian Revolution uh, in the former imperial capital. Alright, again, Dexter, the point that I'm trying to make is that I'm not going to tell anybody else what they can or cannot eat. If you haven't noticed, hamburger is a little more uh, affordable than tofu, for example. I'm not saying those are the only options for meat or for um, alternative proteins, but yeah, anyway. Uh, U.S. strikes, we'll be talking about U.S. strikes labor strikes naturally um, are taking place everywhere. John Deere voted to strike. I mean, come on, there's a lot to that. And then, uh, uh, of course, AOC's Israel Dome vote, the, the infamous present vote. Um, I mean, there's, a, there's an image without audio that, that was taken from a video. Um, Alright, Dexter, as I already said, I'm not wasting any more time arguing with a troll. Okay, you can go preach your, your veganism, which I don't disagree with. What I don't like is when you get on a high horse and start trying to call other leftists fascists because they eat Okay? How expensive is rice? Sure, rice is dirt cheap. Does it contain all of the nutrients you need to survive? No. No, it does not. Anyway, maybe you should be focusing your anger about meat uh, towards the companies that produce them because they're the real criminals here. All right? All right. I'm glad that we solved that. Moving on. I guess I will start with the Israel Dome vote. Um, sorry, I am still pulling things up. Um, so, I, I guess the funny thing about this whole present vote is that the next day or a couple of days later, she was in the New York, New York Times apologizing for her present vote, as if that does anything. Um, I, I mean, it's 
I guess it's right in line with the democratic process, the democratic party process to uh, do these kind of performative things. Um, she couldn't even take a stand on an issue like funding Israel's Iron Dome. Um, due to Pelosi's involvement, uh, there was a there was a video, I believe it was taken from C-SPAN, where Pelosi walked over towards her and had her arms all up. There's no audio to that. I want to know what she said that caused AOC to change her vote from present, or I mean from no to present. Why the progressives could not be united on this front. Um, and why she would be okay with funding human rights violations. Uh, a present vote obviously shows that she doesn't have a problem with it. Um, I'm interested to see how it's going to affect her political identity or her brand, but I'm also concerned that uh, too many people are just and I'd be like, oh, well, the progressives are the only voice we have. I just wanted to reiterate what Natalie said in the comments. Having to be vegan would sure be exclusive to many people who fight fascists. Exactly. I don't know who Notabut is, but um, maybe we have different definitions of what good is. On the surface, Yes, it appears to save lives, but at what cost? These people, the Israeli de Defense Force more specifically, are committing human rights violations literally every day in the Gaza Strip. They should not have the support of something like the Iron Dome. Hello, Calvin. Yeah, yeah, you did call it the mansion was going for 1.5 trillion on the uh, infrastructure, which I didn't put on my list because I was sure that it was going to be brought up in the comments. So thank you for <laughs> showing me to be right on that on that note. But uh, yeah, no, mansion and cinema both always start. Well, I guess on the Democrats as a whole, always start from a compromised position. So there's really nothing to win at that point. I think that the rest of the Democrats should hold firm. I think that they should not fund Manchin or Cinema's re-election campaigns in 2022 or whenever. The alternative is not giving money to defense contractors. The alternative, okay, so yes, it does stop incoming rockets. But it doesn't stop outgoing rockets. It's a very one-sided shield um, from a country that really doesn't need shielding. The attacks from the Palestinians are usually because they're trying to maintain their own territory. They're not trying to barge into Israel. They just want freedom. The thing is, is that continuing to support this and support this, we give billions and billions of dollars in aid to Israel every year.
Well, Calvin, he, he, of course he was quoted in saying he's not a liberal, and I mean, now that's the same approach that Cinema's trying to take, too. They're bipartisan now. But the problem is, is that liberalism is not sufficient. <laughs> um, even the most hardcore liberals don't push the kind of overhauls to our system that are completely necessary. Um, let's see, I guess the next thing I'll... Thank you, Bread Theory. Thank you, Zach, for this um, voice of reason. The alternative is humanitarian aid to solve the reasons that Palestinians feel the need to lash out. Exactly. Um, that being said, not a bud said, I think you would have boots on the ground and even worse relations if Israel cannot stop the rocket in the air. They will try to stamp out where the rocket comes from, which sounds like an even bigger war. That's what they already do. It might not be boots on the ground because we've given them billions and billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars to establish this Iron Dome, uh, Iron Dome and uh, other sorts of rocket defense systems. Um, it doesn't all go in defense. You ever heard of drone strikes? Israel does them too, to their own people. I'm going to reiterate what Zach just said. The alternative is humanitarian aid to solve the reasons Palestinians feel the need to lash out. Humanitarian aid in the form of what? I mean, maybe defense from human rights violations that you're obviously okay with. You are the second troll that I've had in 15 minutes, and I'm kind of just going to ignore you at this point. New land in the Middle East? No, there is no new land in the Middle East. The Palestinians have been there for like 4,000 years, give or take. It's their land. Okay? Again, glad we could settle that. Moving on. Um, Natalie said both of them are going against what the majority of their people want. They are beholden to corporations and pack money. That's most of it, not just them playing bipartisan, in my honest opinion. Uh, for context, that's obviously talking about mansion and cinema. Exactly. They are going against what the majority of their own constituents want because they are beholden to corporations and PAC money. Um, when, when we hear the word bipartisan thrown around like that, we need to be aware of the fact that um, that usually means some unusually large deception is being played out. And uh, we've seen that over and over again throughout history. Um, I okay, so Hillary Clinton was inaugurated as the new Queen's University Chancellor. Can't make this shit up. Um, let's see. Do we got a do we got an image? Can I share an image? Oh, yeah, here's an image from the Ireland Independent, of course. Is that going to be an image, or is that going to take me to the story? It is going to take me to the story, but that's okay. 
All right, so I, I just want you guys to see this picture because you you can't make this shit up. Is that a paywall? Is that a, okay? No, it's a cookies disclaimer. Okay, that that you can't make this up. That was today. That was today. Kind of wild, isn't it? Sorry for all the dead space between when I'm trying to do things, you guys. Um, I'm not used to doing this alone. Stop allowing settlers to continue stealing their houses would be a good start. Completely agreed, Zach. Uh, by the way, I want you guys all to do me a favor and head out or head over after the stream to. Fred Theory's social media platforms. Uh, he's on Facebook, he's on Twitter, he's on Twitch. Uh, he does streams every Monday and Sunday. That's probably wrong. Zach will correct me in the comments, though. It's okay. Anyway, point is, check out Fred Theory. Uh, great source of information. Um, he's got an ongoing series on permaculture that's super enlightening. I still haven't caught up on it, but further than I was. Hello, John. Nice to see you again. Natalie says Stephen Dossinger was convicted to six months in prison today. We'll, we'll talk to, we'll talk about that more. I, I once again agree with Zach. Yeah, blame the people with far less power, the majority of which weren't born 60 years ago. Exactly. When you're talking about how the Palestinians rejected the two-state solution, first of all, it was because it was their land. They shouldn't have had to. They should have never had their political voice taken away. And that's exactly what the formation of Israel resulted in. Um, regardless, most of the people that are suffering under that occupation today weren't even born 60 years ago. If you want to go be an Israel sympathizer, not a bud, that's fine. Do so on your own platforms instead of being a troll. You can say that's not how geopolitics works all you want, but that doesn't mean that your view on it is any more right. John added, Brad, that's awesome. Exactly. Thank you, Zach. Power dynamics do factor into geopolitics. Uh, Calvin will be interviewing Greens again on the 14th, the 15th, and the 18th of October. Okay, not a bud. I'll bite again. And then I'm going to ban your ass because this is ridiculous. The Ottoman Empire did fall, much like Rome, due to its own negligence, first of all. And the empire was carved up by the people who lived there. People weren't shipped from countries on the other side of the continent to there to occupy someone else's land. If you don't understand that distinction, then you don't have a place talking about it. Pretty simple, right? Right. I'm glad we can clear that up. Let's move on. Again. Back to 
Hillary Clinton. Um, she spoke at a ceremony today at Queen's University. She uh, was installed as the first female chancellor, and she described the university as, quote, special. She said she was looking forward to learning much more about this university and helping to tell the university's exciting story. First of all, shouldn't that be something you know about before you go there to make a speech? Am I, am I just, like, crazy in thinking that? Uh, the ceremony is being held at the end of the first week of the new academic year, and uh, Mrs. Clinton said there was another reason she had agreed to become a member of this community. Northern Ireland has become a symbol of democracy's power to, to transcend divisions and deliver peace, and we need that beacon of hope now more than ever. Um, so this, this inauguration was delayed, and um, she still didn't know enough about the university before she went there. Kind of ridiculous. Um, but she says the difficulties of the past continue to threaten the present. Maybe you should give Ireland the right to self-determination. Maybe. Um... I, I'm not too interested, to be honest, about um, her advocating for this. The reason that I wanted to talk about it was to bring up that ridiculous picture. Uh, if that's not an image of colonialism, I don't know what is. But uh, there were protests taking place nearby, and they're only briefly mentioned in any of the media outlets that I poured through looking for information about this. And it doesn't say if it was a big crowd of protesters. Um, it doesn't say anything. It says a number of protesters gathered outside the university on Friday morning as Mrs. Clinton arrived, chanting, shame on Queens. They were protesting against the United States foreign policy. See, not about that's that's something else. The rest of the world has a problem with the U.S. foreign policy. Why don't you? When an empire falls, not a bud. That is no longer conquered land. That is the, symbol, the symbolization of the defeat of the conquerors. You're talking about straw man arguments and you still don't know what you're talking about. Um, yeah. I meant to click that link. There we go. And there we go with that. Okay, cool. Um, Zach, I agree. Analogies aren't straw men. They are teaching fools for fools like you. By the way, we shouldn't be seeing... Well, at least on this chat overlay on the side, we will not be seeing not a bud. Um, I blocked him. I said three different times that I'm not interested in debating a troll. I think that most of us that, that are regularly a part of this program understand that Israel is a fucking problem and that our foreign policy is a fucking problem. 
What are you talking about? Do I agree or disagree? I, I can't click your link from the restream chat. I guess I have to go on to my phone. I'll look. Give me a second. live chat oh there it goes yeah it's not letting me scroll that far actually it's not showing that message it is letting me scroll that's interesting one more thing yeah it's not showing that comment oh because you're on twitch i can't just go to facebook I'm trying to figure out how to go to that meme. I'm trying. I'm trying. I have to open Twitch, though. Okay, I'm in the chat now, but it's not showing anything previous, so I think you're going to have to uh, send that link one more time. Grand Bialski. Calvin got his new teeth today. I'm pretty excited for you, man. I need new teeth. <laughs> because X usually happens, it in no way justifies its continuation. That's appeal to, to tradition if we're going to get all the bait, bro. Well said. All right, I'm clicking your, your link here. Oh, my God. <laughs> so accurate. Hold on. Let's see if I can get this to show from my phone screen. Oh, well, I hold on. No? Damn it, it's blurry. <coughs> Not a butt is still there in Twitch. Wow. There we go. Timed out. Be good. Uh, yeah, Calvin, I'm down to do a, to do another interview. Um, anyway, I'm sorry, I got really off topic there. Uh, thank you, whoever's modding the comments. By the way, I don't know if it's Natalie, uh, but thanks. Anyway, so uh, yeah, I don't really have anything else to add on that. Hillary Clinton situation. Um, so I guess we'll move on to Alex Jones. He lost twice in a Texas court, no less, for failing to back up Sandy Hook's school massacre lies. Um, I'm not saying that red flag events don't exist. They, throughout history, have. Therefore, I have no reason to assume that they're no longer there. Um, 
Yeah. So, so Jones intentionally disobeyed court orders to turn over evidence, uh, according to the judge. This is not the only conspiracy theory that Alex Jones is involved with. Of course, Infowars and Alex Jones, more specifically, are both very conspiracy theory driven. That's their entire listener base. So he's going to have to pay, he's responsible for all damages to the parents of two children uh, killed in the Sandy Hook Elementary School massacre after he failed to produce evidence to back up lies he spread calling the 2012 shooting a giant hoax. Uh, these court documents were unsealed yesterday. Um, Yeah, exactly, Calvin. He couldn't prove anything. That's that's exactly it. Um, so there was two defamation lawsuits filed by the parents in 2018 against Jones and Infowars. Uh, the court finds that the defendant's failure to comply is greatly aggravated, aggravated, sorry, uh, by their consistent pattern of discovery abuse through similar cases pending before this court. The court finds that defendant's discovery conduct in this case is the result of flagrant bad faith and uh, callous disregard for the responsibilities of discovery under the rules. She also took Jones to task for his, quote, bad faith approach to litigation, Mr. Jones's public threats, and Mr. Jones' professed belief that these proceedings are show trials. Um, a jury will be convened. Noah and Jesse were two of 20 first graders killed when a gunman barged into the school in uh, Newton, Connecticut, December 2012. Mr. Jones was given ample opportunity to take these lawsuits seriously and obey the rule of law. He chose not to do so, and now he will face the consequences for that decision. Um, I'm not necessarily saying that that, that is how this should have played out. But the thing, simply, is that as a media outlet, you shouldn't be saying unbased things as truth. Not even like, oh, I think it was a hoax. No, it's a hoax. But he never showed any proof on his show. He never, he didn't show any proof to the court. And that's all he had to do to get off the hook. Of course he couldn't prove anything. Um... So we'll be talking about Myanmar next. Uh, there is a bit of a, an economic collapse, I guess, is the most accurate thing to call it. Um, there is still marches, there is still strikes going on throughout the country. Um, and, and the economic collapse ultimately is caused by the military junta uh, seizing control of everything. To be bluntly honest about it, that's what it boils down to. Um, sorry, there we go. Um, so basically early on, a general strike was called for what, like a week I think it was. And then there was a bunch of protests that followed that. Like, we're talking mass movements, millions of people potentially in the street. 
this coup seized power by imprisoning the democratically elected president of Myanmar. Um, I don't see how it's not going to devolve into a civil war. By my definition, it would already be a civil war. Um, there, there is a pretty massive, though, economic collapse happening there because nobody is willing to work for the junta. I'm not putting the blame of the economic collapse on the people. It's the junta. Nobody wants them in charge. Nobody has any faith in their, their entire government, I guess, to sum it up. Exactly, Natalie. Huge protests. Um, with protesters ending up dead. I don't know what a current death toll is. I don't know that anybody's been able to keep an accurate death toll thus far, but it's definitely in the hundreds. Um, Calvin pointed out they were in debt with the IMF. Um, yeah, yeah, they were. Um, I don't know if that's correlation or causation, but either way, it's it's worth pointing out. Um, give me just a second here. I'm going to see if I can find any videos from the last week or two from Myanmar. Oh yeah, also uh, Aung, Aung San Suu Kyi uh, will be standing trial, I believe, this month. Oh, hey Caitlin, how's it going? Long time no see. Um, but yeah, I almost forgot to mention that she's finally going to trial. She was taken into custody back in... February, right? Like, very beginning of February? Alright. Um, sorry, I'm kind of fumbling around a lot. Uh, Trisha, I, I have not been able to get a hold of her today. That's okay, this is kind of a last-minute thing. I'm not blaming that on her. Um, but, you know, usually she talks while I do this behind-the-scenes stuff, and I, I still haven't figured out a good way to keep the flow, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Um, I do not see a recent video of... Uh, the happenings in Myanmar, but I do know that the PDF has been outright in armed struggles uh, for months, literally months. Right on, Caitlin. I appreciate that. Um, so, I mean... Uh, the military junta has responded a whole bunch of different ways to the protests. 
uh, ranging from restrictions on internet uh, to, you know, straight up military force. Um, and it doesn't show really any sign of slowing down, from what I can tell. Um, the Myanmar envoy was stopped from addressing the United Nations General Assembly. Um, surprisingly enough, China, Russia, and the U.S. struck a deal on that. Um... I'm seeing a lot of newer video, newer uploads from back in like February uh, for the Spring Revolution is what they were calling it at the time. Here we are over a half a year later. Um, Caitlin, in terms of links, um, if you want to like find links talking about the economic collapse in Myanmar, for example. And uh, the next thing that I plan on talking about is the Romanov wedding. It's the first one since the revolution, so that should be fun to discuss with, with you fine ladies and gentlemen. Um, but yeah, the, the PDF have been fighting an open armed struggle with the military junta off and on since February. The fact that we're still not calling this as it is a civil war kind of blows my mind. And I mean, maybe I'm guilty of that too, but the media is not calling it a civil war. They're calling it a failed state. Well, I mean, you're right, but that doesn't mean that there should be any sort of interventionism going on either. Um, But yeah, the, the People's Defense Force, um, as I said, has been in a bunch of uh, open armed conflict. Sorry for the dead air again. Just uh, trying to. There we go. I was trying to find the link to the live video on Facebook so that way I can click links in the Facebook comments, etc., etc. All right, so uh, the coup united the people of Karn. Um, as John's, I, I'm going to be reading from John's link right there. Calvin can't post anything on YouTube. Uh, anyway, the, the Al Jazeera called the Berman majority. It's no longer called Burma. It's called Myanmar. Um, 
Actually, I'm going to do a short screen share here because I just want to show you guys this. Uh, check out the size of that crowd. That's fucking crazy, right? That's back in February. And oh, huh, maybe, maybe that'll help. Check out the size of that crowd. That was back in February. Um, also saw a lot of footage not as much as in India, but I saw a lot of footage up and on of, uh, you know, the the Myanmar people carrying hammers and sickles at their protests. Um, and that's encouraging. Anyway, let me get my music back real quick. There we go. By the way, the music's not too loud for you guys on the other end, right? Hopefully. Um, anyway, the the people's struggle in Myanmar against dictatorship has undergone a long journey since the February 1st military coup in the country. As an activist who has been fighting against fascism and standing for peace and the rights of oppressed minorities for 10 years, I believe we are now in a better place than ever before to come together as a nation to resist ethnic nationalism, destructive pol uh, political polarization, and the military's attempts to, uh, to scare us into submission. My own views on what an anti-fascist revolution in Myanmar could and should look like have also changed in the eight months since the, uh, since the coup. During the uh, Suu Kyi-led National League for Democracy's five-year rule between 2015 and 2020, I devoted much of my activism to speaking out against their abandonment of democratic and human rights standards and failure to promote peace in areas of the country populated by ethnic nationalities, where conflict between ethnic armed organizations and the military has been ongoing for more than seven decades. I even boycotted the, jump, uh, the November 2020 general election, which delivered the NLD a second sweeping victory. So. When the coup happened, I initially was not sure where I should stand. While I was disturbed and angered by the military's power grab, I did not want to put my support behind the NLD, ignoring its past treatment of minority communities, political opponents, and activists. But I ultimately decided that the coup is more than a political dispute between the NLD and the military. It represents the forceful suppression of the people's will and should be resisted. It demonstrated from February 6th, the day the anti-coup protests began in Yangon, through the second week of March when the junta added my name to its arrest warrant list for sedition. Sound familiar? Eugene Debs ringing a bell for any of my uh, fellow Americans. Um, and raided my house and office. My family and I narrowly escaped. Uh, knowing that our lives were in danger, my wife and children fled the country and I took shelter in the territory of an ethnic armed organization. Having been sued twice during the NLD's term in power for supporting ethnic struggles for self-determination and rights, I believe that I understood the perspectives of oppressed minorities in my country. But, staying in their villages where I listened to people's stories and learned about their daily realities and their daily struggles, I realized how superficial my understanding of ethnic issues in Myanmar had been. Although I had a conceptual awareness of what it was like to live as a small-scale farmer in an area affected by civil war, 
where children commonly walk for hours to get to school and it can take days to walk to the nearest clinic. It was very different to witness firsthand the toll of war on communities. I'm glad that you didn't get skunked, Caitlin. Uh, Myanmar can't print cash and has sanctions against it. Yes. Yes, exactly. Um, and that's largely due to anti-imperial countries like Russia, ironically, is as imperial as they kind of are under Putin. Um, Russia, China, and the United States all agreed um, on punishing the military junta. My issue with this type of approach, I mean, obviously China's right on the border, so they don't want to like have to send troops in, and I get that. But these types of approaches don't actually punish the people in power nine times out of ten. It punishes the public. And that's not okay. They're already suffering. They're already going through the midst of an economic collapse. Um, I have also visited displacement camps where people are struggling to meet their basic needs. And that's what this all comes down to, right? People need food, water, shelter, and access to medicine. Everything else pretty much is extra. Those are the bare necessities. That's what the people of Myanmar need. Um, I'm not going to read this whole opinion piece. There's a lot of good stuff in it. Um, I don't know how to, how to pronounce the uh, author's name either but uh, yeah there you go there you go the social media and the media is minimal on it because of xenophobia yeah I mean I think that American media is trying to ramp up for a repeat of the Cold War with China and just like the first time, the race to space, we're not going to win it. And then Caitlin said, we can't blame China, so we don't care. And, you know, I never try to excuse the, the things that people say is happening in China. Um, and I'm not trying to say that they're a perfect or even really a good nation. But I do understand that most of what we know you and I know about China comes through the media pipeline. And I know that it's going to be skewed against China just because of that alone. So, again, I'm not saying that they're, they're a perfect state, but I mean, from what I can see on the surface, they try a hell of a lot harder than we do. We, meaning America, not you and I, but yeah. Anti-Chinese sentiment, exactly. You know, there's a lot of things that are uh, unique about China. If you have time, go to YouTube and uh, search de-desertification in China. 
and you will find some pretty inspiring, amazing shit that they are doing in response to climate change. And so far it's led to a decrease in floods and increase in wildlife. It's almost like, you know, science is backing what they're trying to do. Um, they, Myanmar, also have no natural resources for us to profit from, at least not on the scale that we want. And uh, therefore, we don't care and we don't directly intervene. Uh, and Natalie said there's so much propaganda on China and I don't even know where to begin with trying to dispel fact from fiction uh, regarding China. I, I really don't. So I'm not going to try to say that the Uyghur situation isn't happening. I'm not going to try to say that there weren't ever human rights violations that happened. But what I can say is that they lifted a billion people out of poverty. I mean, I'm kind of like put up or shut up at this point. Um, all right, so that covers Myanmar. Moving on to the Romanov wedding. Oh, God, it's kind of wild, right? Um, it's been 103 years since the... Royal family, well, it's probably been longer than that since there's been a wedding, uh, but it's been 102 or 103 years since there has been a royal family. So now descendants who were not in Russia, when the attack on the Romanov family happened, uh, for them to be coming to try to reclaim the throne and, you know, like honor favorable public opinion. I mean, I don't know if now is the time because Putin has suppressed the communists to the point where the royal family is quote-unquote safe there. But I don't like that they're growing in popularity. I don't like that the state is okay uh, with this happening. They were overthrown for a reason. Um, I don't know. It's kind of concerning. Are, are, are Russia Is Russia sliding that far backwards? I mean, they can't keep up an anti-imperial front if they're if they have the royal family, really. Um, oh, it's in images. That's why all it's showing is images. I was so confused for a minute there. There we go, that's what I was looking for. Sorry you guys, I'm trying. Uh, this was a live feed. I'm just gonna kinda jump around it and try to...
not even showing this. Ah, that's kind of funny. I'm sorry, you guys. They're still dressed like the Romanovs. Who'd have thunk it? Who'd have thunk it? Um, but it, it, it's kind of wild to me. Um, I would assume this is uh, Russian Orthodox Church. Uh, you are absolutely correct, Caitlin. Russia is not coping with COVID well. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's a beautiful ceremony, and I'm not trying to take away from that. But it blows my mind. After how long, how many attempts it took the Russian people to overthrow that family, to allow them to come back and occupy that same castle, and, you know, use things like this to, to, to garner public support, I, I, just, I just don't understand it. That's a long slide to make, I think. But uh, anyway, that's enough of that. I just wanted to talk about the first royal wedding in Russia since the 1917 revolution. It's it's pretty significant. Um, but I'm not I'm I'm not going to dive too deep onto that. It was it was quite a lavish wedding. Um, And obviously, the, the 1917 revolution toppled the, the Romanov family. They had been in power for over three centuries. Um, yeah. I mean, that being said, they don't hold any real political power yet. Uh, maybe they never will, who knows, but, uh, well, the, the lady with the, the purple hat, I, there's probably a name for the hat, I'm sorry if this sounds insensitive, the lady with the, the purple hat with the fur around the outside, she is the Grand Duchess, and she is the self-proclaimed heir to Russia's imperial throne, um, her great-grandfather, I think it was, fled Russia... Yeah. No, her grandfather, his the the groom's great grandfather. Okay. Um, around fifteen hundred people attended this wedding. There's not a mask in sight. There's not a drop of pigment in sight. Um. So business as usual for you know the royal family that's been non-existent for years. They only moved back to Russia three years ago. 
a hundred years after they were pushed out. Um, a local resident said, quote, for us the monarchy is something from a past life, of course, but it's interesting. And uh, Putin's spokesman said this marriage does not belong on our agenda in any way. But what I'm concerned about is Putin is not exceptionally popular himself. Um, you know, and a loyalist movement could come out of nowhere just because the opposition is crushed, the opposition being the communists. The opposition is crushed, and uh, nobody is really that big of a fan of Putin. Um, but Putin's spokesman said this marriage does not belong on our agenda in any way. And I would say he's right in saying. Oh, I didn't realize that I was screen sharing like that. There we go, that's better. Um, eat the rich, totally. John said, uh, royals and monarchy are the root of classism and its offspring, oligarchy. Well said. Are they back in power? No. No, Calvin, they're not. But I think that that's what they're trying. I think they're trying to lay the bricks for that to be the road in the future, if you get what I'm saying. Exactly, Caitlin. There is very little difference between royalty and oligarchs. Royalty and the aristocracy and oligarchs now. And they're not bothering to pretend there is. Exactly. Why do they need to? Everybody's down for it at this point. Exactly, John. Um, I'll get to your comment in just one second. But Caitlin said, it's a great time to move back. Russia is super pro-oligarchy. It blends well with this old, old world money still hanging around. They're just grifters now, very little different from oligarchs. Totally agreed. Totally agreed. Um, John said, classism is the root of racism. I could not agree more. Um, that's why I... Nobody should be a class reductionist. Is class, uh, do class and race intersect? Yes, very much so. Is class probably the basis of that struggle? Yeah, of course. But does that mean that racism doesn't exist? No. And that's why I'm glad that you said classism is the root of racism, not racism doesn't exist or race doesn't matter or, you know, whitewashing like that. So I appreciate your wording there. Exactly. Each are evolutions and iterations of monarchy. There's a drink called the Screw Putin. It's a white Russian with peanut butter, whiskey, and coconut liqueur. I've tried so many times to get it on menus. For some reason, it's seen as overly political in Oklahoma. I wonder why. You know, the funny thing is, is if Americans, those Americans, if those Americans actually knew anything about Putin, they'd be right on board with them. The only reason that they're not is because Russia, Red Scare propaganda. <laughs> Calvin said, this looks like what people in the South do for Civil War reenactment. Hold on, let me bring that screen share back up real quick. You're not totally wrong, is why I'm doing this. 
You see those floating crowns? Oh man. Yeah, they're reenacting fucking something, aren't they? Anyway, um, I know you can't click that on the, the screen there, but Zach just shared a, a link with a podcast series on how race um, was made, and race literally was made up to reinforce class distinctions. Exactly. Time out. Caitlin said, <laughs> the new report on polling numbers for U.S. secession opinion. Of those polled, 50% of Trump and 41% of Biden voters want secession. Who are they seceding from? They support the same agenda. That's obscene to me. I mean, it's funny, but like, that's obscene to me. Exactly. John, that's what it's all about, is breaking up solidarity. And that's why I tend to listen to movements like the Black Panther Party, the American Indian Movement, the Black Liberation Army, um, you know, in a more modern context, the Sons of the Black Panther Party, the uh, Revolutionary Intercommunalist Black Panther Party, um, the Prison Abolition Movement, the Black Lives Matter Movement. Uh, the Alahi Spirit Runners. Uh, we should be listening to people of color at this point. I mean, exactly, it is the Imperial Sovereign Court. That's... Yeah. Uh... Exactly, one spirit, one spirit, that, or, you know, like many spirits coming together into one spirit. BLM is supported by the DNC financially. Okay, so just because an organization has the name doesn't mean that the movement is supported by the Democrats, and we all know that that was, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, pandering, anyway. Um, it's not that they actually do support the movement. Um, but the founders were Marxists, and even if they do accept DNC funds, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're pushing for DNC candidates, because if you haven't noticed, the only DNC candidate that Black Lives Matter organizations pushed was Cori Bush, who was a Black Lives Matter organizer. Um, I mean, we could argue the semantics of whether or not that's important all day, but um, the point is the movement itself did not take any money from the DNC. Organizations that were founded by people in the movement did, and they're trying, as I understand it, to use that funding for good, and I don't really see an issue with that. I mean, um, by, by way of AOC, the DNC sent money to mutual aid groups for that Texas power outage. So even though the money came from a shitty place, I mean, if it's doing good things, that's what really matters, right? It's lifting the material conditions of the people.
Um, John said BLM is worthy and funding can be two things. One, to gain more control and two, borrow support by affiliation. And, and, and exactly, this is a, a blatant case of number two. They wanted to borrow support by affiliation. Um, Caitlin said, my uh, Black Lives Matter peeps are anti-democratic party, but I know others who aren't. And yeah, I know, I know people on both sides of that fence too, but the movement as a whole made it very clear that Biden was not a solution. Let's not forget that the Black Lives Matter movement started when a black Democrat was in office. They don't give a shit what the Democratic Party's doing because it's never going to be enough. Uh, Caitlin went on to say, such as the issue of horizontal movements and plus side too. Agreed. Um, harking back to Occupy. I mean, there was a lot of liberal grifters that came through there and tried to co-op, you know, parts of the movement or whatever. And I'd say some of them were successful. And that's a downside of horizontal organizing. But on the other hand, it can never be completely derailed because it was a horizontally organized movement. Let's see, what's the next thing here? U.S. labor strikes. Um, I wonder if there's anything on YouTube about that. But, uh, Caitlin, can you do a Google search on U.S. labor strikes real quick? I'm looking to see if there's any you know, like, current videos. And here we go. What do you know? Hold on, give me just one second. I'm going to load this, get it full screen, start screen sharing, yada, yada. Tens of thousands of workers around the U.S. could go on strike in the coming weeks in what would be the largest wave of labor unrest since a series of teacher strikes in 2018 and 2019, which won major victories and gave the American labor movement a significant boost. The unrest spans a huge range of industries from healthcare to Hollywood and academia and is largely focused on higher wages, fighting cuts and better working and safety conditions, especially in light of COVID-19. It also plays out against a backdrop of an economy bouncing back from the torrid experience so of widespread economic honest, shutdown during the coronavirus. going to be more of a, not a robot reading an article. I thought that was going to be like an actual news piece. Um... I mean, just one moment. I'll pull up a majority report piece. It's okay. They're not my favorite, but it'll work for the moment. on some strikes that we have been talking about over, um, in some instances, over the past several months. Uh, this one, the uh, United Food and Commercial Workers um, in Bardstown, Kentucky,
have been on strike for a week now, picketing uh, the uh, Heaven Hill Distillery. And it's uh, apparently they get proposed a five-year contract. This is... Um, there's a bunch of bourbons, I guess, made in this. This uh, the, I'm not sure of all of them, uh, what are there. But we have uh, folks on in Kentucky who are um, on strike. We had a caller call in, talk about the Yahtzee strike. Yahtzee is a, um, it's a broad, I guess, um, uh, conglomeration of unions that work in production. And a lot of uh, DPs, and um, uh, people have their own specific uh, unions that um, they belong to if they're a set designer or a production designer or um, you do um, uh, style, uh, styling, but they're all largely, I think, under the umbrella of Yahtzee. And uh, they're getting crushed in two ways. One, the working conditions are insane. And uh, we heard from this uh, somebody who called in, but uh, you know, I, I I experienced this, but only as an actor. And as an actor, it's it's not easy to be on set for eighteen hours. But you know, you get to be in your trailer, you hang out, maybe you got a TV in there if you're if you're uh, you know getting a decent enough uh, billing, and, and and you're you know you're chilling and you're you're going over your lines, and then you come out. Meanwhile that entire time you've got people who are lugging equipment they're running around they're building sets whatever they're doing and the whole point of these productions is they want to try and squeeze it in to as few days as possible and they overwork a lot of these people and now a lot of folks who are in yahtzee their their pension and health contributions were a function of residuals but there are fewer and fewer residuals in this business now because you have these streaming outfits like Netflix and Amazon. And so there is no residual market. So a lot of times they'll do the work, they'll get paid, but there'll be no contribution to their their pensions or their health funds. And so uh, apparently um, this took place, I think it was uh, today, um, the AMPTP, this is the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers, um, informed Yahtzee that they do not intend to respond to Yahtzee's comprehensive package proposal presented to them over a week ago. And so Yahtzee is now seeking strike authorization from its members. We will update you on whether that happens, but this could impact TV, film production, uh, commercial production. Uh, it, it, it could be... Um, a, a huge strike meanwhile nurses up in uh, worcester mass at saint vincent they are still on strike this has been going on now for over six months right 600 nurses um they're working for a hospital up in worcester mass which full disclosure both my sisters were born at and uh the hospital is owned by this huge Texas-based conglomerate called Tenet. They had been uh, short-staffing the place like a lot of these um, uh, hospital companies do. And the nurses uh, became concerned because they felt like the uh, patients weren't getting enough attention. And uh, so and they- I imagine they were incredibly overworked as and well. And incredibly overworked. And so um, they are still on, the, um, uh, on strike. 
I think Pelosi was actually up there a couple of weeks ago. Um, uh, good for her. Uh, but um, uh, they're out there. You can check out their uh, strike fund. Just uh, Google um, St. Vincent nurses and uh, help them out. And meanwhile, members of the United Mine Workers of America um, are uh, still on strike. Almost 1,100 members of the union have been on strike against Warrior Met Coal since April 1st. So that's that's six months too. Um, so this is uh, so check that out. That's down in uh, Alabama. Uh, you know they start striking right around the time, right after the um, the attempt by the Bessemer uh, Amazon workers to uh, uh, unionize. So um, check that out. They've got now uh, state police who are um, who are escorting, I guess, um, uh, you know, scabs across the picket line. And make sure they don't run the workers who are on strike over too. Yeah, exactly. Right. So uh, check that out. Just wanted to give you an update on those strikes. There are more happening around the country, but those are some of the, uh, uh, the, the biggest ones that we've been following. Folks, there's more of what you've just saw where that came from. That's if you hit the subscribe and like button. Thank you. Really, thank you. All right, so I uh, joining us now with that on the table, Bernie. Why Sanders. is that still playing? There we go. That was weird. Anyway, um, Well said, John. He said, uh, the right to die for another's beliefs of oppression while we slip into self-destruction and the purge facilitated by COVID-19, disinformation, and poverty. So we're talking about a multifaceted issue here. We're talking about lack of access to health care. I want to bring that one up first. Um, and, and the purge facilita uh, facilitated by COVID-19, as you pointed out, uh, has surpassed the number as Dean predicted that it would either by or in the beginning of September uh, surpass the number of deaths from the um, Spanish flu in 1918. See, and this goes back down to pay. Food staff have quit in New Jersey public schools. Back-to-back -back incidents, of course, uh, food service as a whole um, has been extremely hard hit, not just by COVID in terms of cases and deaths uh, or in terms of people not being willing to, to work in a, an unsafe environment anymore. Um, there we go. Um, this this was starting in the food service industry well before COVID. This is an issue that's decades in the making, if you really boil it down. Um, and I think that has more to do with pay than, say, things like vaccine mandates. Exactly. Uh, as you said in your next comment, Caitlin, make sure to check out that article. Um, 
Tens of thousands of people striking from Hollywood to nursing to teaching to the supply chain to, they didn't even mention food service, but to food service. Natalie pointed out that the CDC just said that over 700,000 COVID-19 deaths have happened in the U.S. as of today. Um, I, I just wanted to encourage these actions, though. Um, no matter what field of employment that you work in, or, yeah, that you work in, you should be agitating, you should be organizing, you should be educating. That's the only way that we're going to take any of our power back. Um, so I, I guess I'm just trying to spread a message of solidarity here. The only way that we're going to get out of this is together. And that whether we're talking about the labor shortage or we're talking about the pandemic is irrelevant. The only way we're going to get out of it is together. Um, that's going to be too long of a comment to put on the screen. Yeah, of course it is. Spanish flu, also known as the Great Influenza Epidemic or the 1918 Influenza Pandemic, was an exceptionally deadly global influenza pandemic caused by the H1N1 influenza A virus. Um, according to Wikipedia, the number of deaths uh, numbered over 50 million. The trending start date was in February 1918. The first outbreak was unknown, but it was first observed in the U.S. Uh, and it was strains of influenza A, uh, H1N1, Suspected cases, 500 million estimated. Uh, and that, that's globally. 500 million. Where are we at for COVID global cases? Worldwide, 235 million cases. So we're not quite at that level yet. But we're not out of this yet. And we had a vaccine come out extremely uh, quickly. Um... But yeah, 250, or 235 million cases, 4.8 million deaths, over 7,000 today. Um, I just heard the noise. Did somebody come in here? Oh. How's it going? Welcome to the party. Thanks. What kind of offer now that she can't make it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that that's okay. That's okay. Oh, man, you should have seen, like, our first stream. It was uh, me, Don, Trisha, and Sterling, I think. And it was January 6th. We had a broadcast of the happenings at the Capitol. And we were just bullshitting through it the whole time. And it was so awkward. But it was so much fun, like, in retrospect. Well, I'm glad to be here then, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Um, so, I guess, yeah, the, the last main thing that I wanted to talk about, um, and, and there's a whole bunch of different facets to this as well. There's a women's march tomorrow. And the reason that Chelsea's here, and hopefully Vicky will uh, join us, but she said her Bluetooth won't connect. 
Damn it. Okay, well, maybe Vicky will be able to join us. Maybe she won't. But uh, tomorrow, there's a women's march. I believe it's a global thing. Uh, I could be mistaken on that. I'm going to pull up some information here shortly. But we wanted to also talk about why this is important. Uh, rape culture, misogyny, patriarchy, I guess in a nutshell. But uh, obviously, I'm a guy. So, like, I don't have to be on the receiving end. Um, I mean, even since we've started this group, I've seen so much gross behavior by men that I, I wouldn't have thought fucking possible until I saw it myself. And that's the reality that women have to live with daily. And that's why I was hope well, I was hoping it was going to be you and Vicky and Trisha. Um, but yeah. Vicky just said, I just got to Lincoln. I can set up real quick. Um, so she will be joining us. But yeah, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you. You're fine. Um, wait. I don't know what I... Okay, I fixed it. Um, <laughs> it, it is pretty common to be... Those things. Um, the closest friends, um, that's a male or, and sometimes it's a woman and generalizes those things. Um, so the shocking aspect of it is not necessarily um, uncommon with women either. Um, generally speaking, in, in like uh, dealing with the public, it's it's common, but um, sometimes we're just shocked by what comes out of our friends' mouths or, or what they do. As men are. Yeah, yeah. I, so guess that's I think that that's also important. I think that more often that um, we kind of, when we have these big movements that are important, that we also just kind of gloss over everything with a big sort of um, protest against it. But there's a lot of um, underlying. Uh, subconscious things that um, are a little bit harder to get to in in these big movements as well that I think is important for smaller groups like ours I don't know if you can hear me or if my um, Wi-Fi is okay okay yeah no I hear you I just didn't want to unmute myself while there was a siren driving by oh <laughs> I live I, I live those like are... across the street from the fire department, so it happens pretty often. Oh, okay. Yep, they're not coming for me, so it's good. Cool. <laughs> um, yeah, so there, there's a website for the Women's March. Uh, there's resources to find or host your own march. Uh, there's a link for the rally in D.C. Of course, there's a donate link. Um, and that's just womensmarch.com. I don't know if there's like a comprehensive list of cities. There, I dropped that link in the chats. I don't know if there's like a, a full list of cities, but I know there's supposed to be a big one in D.C. And they're claiming every single state. So, I mean, we're probably looking at, you know, 60 plus cities. I mean, that's a considerable uh, showing. 
No, I'm sure there is one in Tulsa. I've just been in Oklahoma City. I'm sure there's one there as well. Um, it seems like Oklahoma City actually gets more violent than, um, I don't know if that will happen, especially with the Women's March, but um, depending on the circumstances, Oklahoma City is a lot more of a concern um, than Tulsa. Tulsa is kind of weird. It seems like it would be more controversial, but it's not. Um, Fair. Uh, I could probably find that comprehensive list, though. If you could, that'd be awesome. Um, I am going to screen share real quick a... There we go. <laughs> uh, this, is, this is the map. So, I mean, it is pretty impressive, to be honest. None in Arizona. Oh, okay. There we go. It was just. Oh, I was like. I was about to be like, really? I was really I, I was so confused. <laughs> yeah, I was about to be like, what the hell? Uh, but yeah, I, I actually think I feel close about the one in Tucson. Um, I was like, if it was going to be half, I was expecting it to be the bottom half, <laughs> not the not the east half. <laughs> right. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just, I'm going to zoom in on Michigan because I'm from there and I just want to point out like how small some of these towns are, uh, Harrisville, let me, let me Google the population of Harrisville. I'm, I'm not too surprised by that one, I guess, uh, realistically, because there's a lot of former hippies and, you know, like old school feminists that, uh, that live in that general area but I, I mean i don't want anybody to think that their town is too small to do something like this harrisville has a population of 493 if they can put together a women's march so can you not you particularly but anybody um so no, actually, that's that's really encouraging to see small cities like that. Um, I, I didn't really expect that. But uh, the Midwest, I mean, there's a bunch around Chicago. There's multiple in the Milwaukee area. If you're on the eastern seaboard at all, you know, everywhere. Um, anyway, though, did you want to talk about, like, some of the... I guess underlying problems that that kind of make this movement so important. Um, I mean, I already like named some of them, I guess, but you know, like rape culture or misogyny. Um, I would say right now, what has most been on my mind was um, abortion rights for this, um, which. To me, it angers me more than anything um, because that is the result of a lot of assault. Um, and so much, so much of the time, um, abortion is is blamed on sex or is made with the exception of rape. When most of the time, abortion and rape really don't. I mean, it is a product of rape, but it really is not as much of the focus on why women get abortions um and a lot of the a lot of that is my what makes me more mad i mean socially we have a responsibility to speak against rape um, but obviously the government cannot 
prevent that or even adequately punish it. Um, and so a lot of the time women have, women only have their own choices to make after something like that has happened to them and to take that away from them and to make it to where they can't move on. Um, or to make that just the only exception is, is just absolutely ridiculous and it's bullshit, honestly. Um, so to me, that is much more of a global per se, like rape on an individual basis. Obviously, rape is a big problem, but I would say abortion is the long lasting effects, um, the lack of long lasting effects if you can't that's fair but I think you, you know, know I mean. all these pieces of legislation that is like targeting women getting abortions never once do they talk about the man's role in it. never once whether it's born I mean you know maybe they'll go after him for child support but I mean that's about it you know they're not the one facing yeah. a prison sentence they're not the one facing thousands and thousands of dollars in fines let alone attorney fees um, I, I think that those kind of pieces of legislation should. What was that? Women get abortions. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, and, and I, mean, I said or death because the reasons that women get abortions is because they can't conceive children. Uh, John just said in the comments, rape is a symptom of our culture and anti-abortion is state intrusion on a woman's autonomy. Sorry, I'm also not... What? <laughs> I don't know what you just said. I'm sorry. Um, anyway, is an Are intrusion on women's autonomy that makes everyone an accessory no. after the fact. Okay, I'm just not used... I'm not used... The delay? Is it the delay that's getting you? I would agree with that. I think, well, um, I'm, okay, so I'm, I'm not Vicky used to comments also at the same time, and I think it is the delay. I'm just getting used to it, so. I gotcha. I gotcha. I don't know. <laughs> Vicky just sent a message <laughs> to the group chat saying one person is assaulted every 68 <laughs> seconds and every nine people is a child sorry i'm trying to get uh vicky in here i don't know what's going on with her phone just to make sure it's the right link. All right. Um, but yeah, anyway, John, I, I tend to agree with your take there. Rape is a symptom of our culture and it shouldn't be. Um, and that, that comes down to hundreds of years at this point of patriarchy being pushed down our throats by the church. I mean, obviously, that's way oversimplified, but that influence still bleeds down into our culture today. I mean, if we look at the people who are generally anti-abortion, they're usually super religious, um, and they use religion as, an, as a reason to outlaw it, even though they're I, supposed to be. 
be a clear defining wall between the church and state. It's oversimplifying it. I went to a private school um, and it was Christian Baptist. I don't think that people realize the extent to which um, Christianity has a hold on, on our sexuality. Um, the PC that comes from their, their version of sexuality and then everything that comes after that with rape, with with becoming pregnant outside of marriage, however, and it's so soaked in everything, especially in Oklahoma. Yeah, so, by the way, there is a, speaking of Oklahoma, there is uh, an event in Tulsa according to that map. Um, so I don't know if you have free time tomorrow or if you want to go or whatever, but um, yeah, I mean, I guess the reason that I wanted to talk about this today instead of waiting until next Tuesday is the march is tomorrow. And if I, if I can encourage one or two or three people to go out, that's still one or two or three people that probably wouldn't have gone out otherwise. Uh, the point is, it, it appears to me like there is going to be a march in or near every major city, um, as well as a bunch of small towns. So, you know, stand with the women in your life. Uh, we need to put a stop to these oppressive uh, bills that puts women's autonomy at the bottom of the priorities list. It's been that way for a long time, and it's... Enough is enough. Comprehensive um. list. Um, to post, like, I know that it is that if you look it up on Facebook, I'm sure that anybody can find where they are, but. Um, I'm not finding a constant one. Yeah, I wasn't able to either. I keep looking as well. The The closest that I've gotten is the the actual page with the map. And, like, there is a list with it, but there's, there's I mean, it's, I don't even know how it's organized exactly, but, um, there doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason to the list itself. So basically what I suggest is find where you're at on that map and then it will show you the events around you. Um, but yeah, anyway, there are... If, if every one of these marches happens tomorrow, that's hundreds. That's not 60. I mean, it might be 60 major cities, but, but I mean, there's a lot. Um, Ouch. Including in the upper peninsula of Michigan and in the middle of North Dakota. I mean, I'm actually really impressed by this this map. I but would assume it's like sign. over more because Oakland has got like two major cities. So 
only place has two major cities. So it's more. I mean, so it's going to be pretty much everywhere. So I think if people just look it up, it's fine. Um, I mean, I I've got friends that are already inviting me and things. Right on. Um, waiting on her. <laughs> you send the link again yeah and I mean she saw it oh I I don't know I mean I've joined from my phone before oh. it is kind of an interesting thing doing it from a phone but I've never had an issue with it not working I just saw your message I think the connection is my Wi-Fi it probably is. It's not. It probably okay. is. Restream is a little bit more finicky uh, than Zoom. Um, I'm surprised it's yeah. working well with our familiar. <laughs> right. In the uh, comments, John said, oppressive human domestication, of which religion is the first methodology of organizing. I'm not, I'm, I, I'm not sure that I followed that, to be honest. I think, I, I mean, I guess religion, I mean, is, um, forced marriage or family structures. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Of women, um, as, uh, um, because women have. They don't have as much. Um, they don't have as much economic uh, stability, so they have to be in relationships in order to be stable. That's fair. That's fair. And uh, I mean, I guess I wouldn't say. I saw this. The, uh, the, the movie like, um, is Catholic, um, and there, there were a lot of similarities between Catholic and. I mean, I guess what I was going to say is I don't know that I would, I would blame religion specifically for, for, like, forming the idea of the family. I feel like that came from class relations that probably predate uh, organized religion. But um, that being said, it was used to further that agenda. It still is used to further that agenda. Um, but, yeah, John said you were it's right. Really Oppression of women and religion. Yes. Meant as the it's really the time. Uh, what did John just say? Male-dominated patriarchy is based in land and crop ownership. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, that we can follow back, at least, you know, since the origin of the colonies in America. I mean, obviously, it would predate that. But, I mean, the point is is that, that the male-dominated patriarchy 
is the, the, the group and the ideology that founded this nation. And Natalie said, for uh, you know, like these kind of relationships for survival probably predates uh, religion, marriage, that kind of thing. Heritage and heir status are, uh, is the same root. Yes, yes, it is. I wonder what's going on with Vicky. I. So I've mentioned so I've mentioned if this is how this is like delaying me. I mean, usually it's about two seconds or so. Ouch. Your video froze. I was really hoping that uh, that Vicky was gonna be able to make. I it wonder if John's ish now uh, by Daniel Quinn. That's a good question. He can hear you. See, he, you took a very long time to answer that though and so uh i don't know that's a that's about your uh delay <laughs> i don't know if it's but like ways, it's probably about four seconds or, okay it could be the wi-fi too um i'm wondering if john has had um ishmael by daniel quinn um because a lot of what he's saying is true there and it also um bleeds into uh uh Thing. Um, but what he, what he is also, so um, it, it's kind of a race as well, uh, or, or racial discrimination. Yeah, it is it is breaking up quite a bit. I think he froze again, actually. Yeah. I just heard you say something and your lips didn't move, so it's obviously frozen or fucking yeah, and she's not responding now um, either. I know. <laughs> uh well I put this towards the end of the towards the end of the episode because I was yeah. really hoping that, that uh it might be able to it come might in here. I know that she knows a lot about it, and I know that she helped organize one in well, now, Alaska. Um, it's dog shit. <laughs> right? Um, but yeah, I guess to sum up, I encourage everybody to show up at a woman, at, at one of the women's march marches. Yeah, one of the women's marches near you. Um, because it's... 
The fact that you still have to have this conversation about whether a woman has control over her body is obscene to me. So, obviously this map shows that a lot of people think that it's a big issue. Support them. That's, that's my message, I guess. I, I don't want to speak too much on the specific issues no, uh, of, um, of rape culture, I although I will that, uh, say... It, 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 it also. What? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it kind of like mashed a bunch right into, like, I don't know, like it was a very fast forwarded. Um, Anyway, though, I don't want to say too much about rape culture personally, other than, men, if, if you witness your boy acting out of line at the fucking bar, do something about it. If you see your boy trying to slip something in a girl's drink, do something about it. These are the, the types of actions that we, as men, can do to put a stop to... Uh, <laughs> This problem, I guess. But ultimately, the point is, is that we need to listen to women. I agree. Ultimately, though, we need to listen to women, and we need to take the issue seriously. We can't just be like, oh, this is their problem to fix. No, it's our problem to fix. They're just the ones that have to live it. Natalie said mothers teach your sons. Exactly. And and don't have the mindset, oh, my son would never do that. I mean, you hear that a lot in, are you muted? It's not, sh it, like, even the volume slider isn't showing any volume at all. Huh. That's weird. Um, but, yeah, as, as Natalie said, mothers teach her sons. Um, and, and that means that if your son is accused of something, don't immediately just take his side. Listen I, to wait. what the accuser is saying. I hear you now. I read uh, that I'm not. I'm not. No. I'm not. Oh. Uh, John said it is ours. <laughs> we have to live it too when we stand Wait. up or when we sit down. Exactly. I'm not. Inaction mm -hmm. is action, and that's not a good thing. Yeah, I hear you now. I I swear you were though. There was no sound at all. Oh, others teach also. Um, I really think that this is a problem, mothers, and I think that that kind of might put the wrong idea in people's heads.
You know, yeah, yeah, maybe maybe we should have just said parents teach your kids. But yeah, you're right. It's not just a mother's issue. Um I mean, it's not just a parent's issue either. I mean, like I said, it also has to do with, are you fucking checking your homeboy at the bar if he's doing <laughs> Are you Use my phone next um, Or I need a new laptop if it's not the Wi-Fi. I assume it's not the Wi-Fi because um, my boyfriend uses, he does this for a living. He's a pro. So um, I assume my yeah, it could be a like a processing issue, like a, or a memory issue. I'm not really sure. I don't disagree with what you're saying, John, but I also don't want to try to like put it all on the mothers. Uh, he said mothers do reinforce um, social norms, not knowing the reality of male dominance, and I think that there, I, I think that he's got a point there. But, I mean, especially in, like, very red areas, like women who voted for Trump still are raising children. So, you know, um, right, right, John, I know that you're, that no one is putting it all on women. I will just saying, I, I have this computer screwed that way. that bad um natalie said that she also didn't mean to imply that it's the parents and the tribe's responsible uh, responsibility to be honest i'm not saying that it's not women's responsibility or mother i'm saying that as to go to for this and so and and I, a lot of the time i don't think that mothers even realize these things and what i i don't i don't think that anybody meant to do that i'm just saying i think that too often that goes and then I and then also um, because I don't know the reality of male dominance to a certain extent because they have that dominance they also that's why fathers as well or society in general but but yeah I, I wasn't upset about anybody saying that. I just wanted to call it just if, if anybody else was thinking that red flag but I wanted to put it out there too. Fair enough. Um, anyway though we will be doing a follow-up probably series and when I say we I mean I will be there but my primary role is to listen um, but we will be doing hopefully a whole series on rape culture misogyny patriarchy and how all of that affects women every day (laughs) 
I, I mean, John pointed out in the comments, we learn implicit biases, and I agree. Um, and it's our job as men to unlearn those implicit biases, to understand what the problem actually is and how we can address it. Um, anyway, though, I will be posting a couple of links. Uh, Vicky and her friend did record some material previously, um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna upload a couple video clips from that. And as I said, we we do want to. Vicky might go live from the event tomorrow. Actually, um, I'll talk to her more about that tonight. But keep your eye out for that, and keep your eye out for you know this mini series or series or really long episode i don't know um on rape culture and uh ultimately though i think i'm gonna wrap this up yeah i kind of figured that was gonna happen chelsea just looped and in, looped into the ether as trisha refers to it um trisha was not able to make it tonight and obviously vicky um is having technical difficulties as well so I'd like to get all that buttoned down and, um, you know, maybe hopefully get that, um, that piece up soon. Um, but yeah, I don't think I really have anything more to add to the conversation that we've already been having, um, at least at the moment. So, like I said, watch for that uh, next event is when. Okay, so we may or may not have a piece coming out on Monday. Um, that just depends if we end up having time to pre-record it. We will have Tuesday. Actually, that's a, that, I'm glad that you asked this, because Tuesday we will be having Mako on from the Alahi Spirit Warriors, or Alahi Spirit Runners, I'm sorry. Uh, he's known as the Invisible Warrior. And um, we're going to be talking primarily about the wolves. Um, wolves are brothers to mankind. And what happens to the wolf happens to mankind. That's going to be a huge chunk about, uh, of what we're talking about. And um, I'm sure that we'll, we'll touch on, you know, the culture of resistance that he talks about a lot. Um, check out the page, though. Alahi, that's I-L-L-A-H-E-E, -E, Spirit Runners, All Turtle Island. Um, that's the page. There, there's a group as well. It's, you know, search Alahi Spirit Runners. You'll find it. Um, I'm really excited for that interview. Uh, hopefully, hopefully it goes well. I think it will. Um, but yeah, um, that will be taking place. Yes, the group is called Supporters of Alahi Spirit Runners and their Alliances. Um, I don't know if she tagged that. She probably did, but it doesn't show that in the restream chat, obviously. Um, yeah, check them out and listen. Honestly, just listen. Um, they are trying to 
build alliances across the entire continent or really across the world and we're I would hope gonna talk uh, okay Caitlin way to make up one it's a commie indigenous group yes yes it is um, he signs off a lot with red power for example um, so we're already on on the same page and a lot of uh, a lot of aspects they support the Black Panther Party heavily uh, they're preaching the same message but they also tie in their own culture and their own culture of resistance um, to that movement and I, I think that that's crucial this is their land they are the people that we need to be listening to in regards to organizing uh, in, in regards to building a revolution um, but no, I, I'm, and not to take away from any of the other guests we've had, but I'm as excited for this episode as I was for the Star Trek Communist episode. So, um, you know, maybe we can get them back on to talk about more, uh, in depth, but we're definitely going to be talking about the wolves. I'm sure that'll touch on the culture, uh, the culture of resistance. And I'm sure he's going to encourage everybody to get involved with the group like the Black Panther Party or the Alahi Spirit Runners. Um, because building these networks is important. Understanding each other is important. And ultimately, class solidarity is important. Um, but yeah, I've been sharing some of his live videos. Um, I've shared a couple articles from their website, both, well, mostly in the group, but um, I'm going to start posting them to the page as well, as long as they are okay with it. Um, yeah, they, they lay out a lot of their ideas and, um, I don't want to say tactics because I guess that's not right for that. Yes, the, the Star Trek piece was fun and interesting. <clears throat> Natalie, I totally agree. Um. Will did say that he'd be willing to come back again, so I mean, maybe we should uh, reach out to him and try to set that up as well, but I also don't want to put too many things on my plate, or our plate, I should say, at once, because, uh, you know, if one of us uh, has something going on in their life and, you know, can't do a bunch of streams by themselves, our, our previous schedule kind of fell apart as soon as it was pressed. So I'm hoping um, to not make that mistake in the future. We are still going to finish State and Revolution with Zach. We are still going to finish Anarchism and Other Essays. We are still going to finish uh, Soul on Ice. But it's not going to be on the initial time frame that we thought it was. Um, thank you, Caitlin. I appreciate you. That being said, yeah, the next show will either be Monday or Tuesday, but Tuesday is going to be the big one, and Wednesday uh, we will be doing our Revolutionary Left Book Club piece um, in conjunction with Zach from Bread Theory. Uh, we will be doing Chapter 5, I think. Is that right? Or is it Chapter 4? Because he did it was that can't be right. Chapter six. Oh no, that's uh, okay. Chapter five, I was right. Okay, 
So yeah, Wednesday we'll be doing Chapter 5, The Economic Basis of the Withering Away of the State from Lenin's State and Revolution. Uh, John, you said finishing four, but Zach still did the stream on Wednesday. Um, so if you want to check out number four, you are going to have to go to Red Theory's uh, platforms, um, just like it was for part two, I think it was, or chapter two, I think it was that I missed. Um, but yeah, Wednesday. Chapter 5, State and Revolution. Tuesday, Mako. It'll be fun. Um, I think that that's going to be a really enlightening conversation for all of us. And, and I'm just glad that we can be a part of it. Honestly. Zach, you've got love over here. I don't know if he's still watching or not, but... Maybe I'm just making an ass out of myself. That's cool too, right? No, anyway, um, I really enjoyed this tonight. Even though we started tonight with a couple trolls, I don't know what the hell is up with that. We, I mean, we've had trolls on like meme posts, but we've never really had trolls in the stream before. Um, and in the future, I'll, I'll need to make sure to just boot them instead of trying to engage. If somebody's modding the comments and wants to engage, then that's fine, but I'm not going to take time out of the stream to do it again. That was really frustrating. Um, exactly, John. Fuck him. Uh, but no, I will see you guys hopefully Monday, definitely Tuesday, and definitely Wednesday. Um, yeah. I hope everybody has a great night. Everybody stay safe out there. Emily said trolls mean that you're doing something right. Exactly. I mean, eventually, if new people are seeing your stream, you're going to cry.